Good morning, Lawrence, and uh, welcome back to the program. So uh, just so everybody know, uh, Ali has a crazy, crazy schedule. Um, he is uh, was attending a conference in the south of France this afternoon, getting in the plane on his way to Chile for uh, the next race tomorrow and changing flights in Madrid. So Ali, thank you so much for being with us today. We heard great words from Chip Ganassi about what a great job uh, you do. Uh, Chip opened the first session this morning and, and uh, you know, said very nice thing about you and Alejandro and Extremi. So, Lawrence, we'll leave Ali in, 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 with you. Well, good morning, Ali, and, and welcome back to uh, to Race Week. Um, well, well, listen, thank you very much. Um, can you hear me okay? Is, it, are all the, are, is all the tech working? We can we can hear okay. M Madrid is functioning. Nowhere is there. So yeah, a good I, I'm, point. Um, I'm um, actually I'm actually at Nice at the moment, just um, going to Madrid, Madrid to Santiago, Santiago to to Calama. So our next race is in the middle of the Atacama Desert, and um, it's one of the driest places on earth. Um, and of course, you know, sustainability is is um, a, a core topic that that gets talked about in these these hot spots. So. What we're what we're doing is we're we're ultimately um, using racing to tell a much broader story and a story about climate change, but um, innovation. So, anyways, thank you very much for fitting me in, um, and that was very nice of Chip Ganassi to say nice things about me. I'll have to ensure I buy him a a, um, a nice glass of wine next time we meet. Well, on on to Chile then. I mean, a, a lot of our championships that we've covered this week obviously have finished. You got the the season three finale there. Not only is it a uh, a five-way shootout, including including Chip's team, you know, maybe mathematically, but Chip can still do it. But just tell us a little bit, because to me, the uh, Antofagasta, the the venue, sort of sums up really the uh, the bigger picture of of Extreme E, a, a mining centre that is basically reinventing itself in terms of sustainability. So. Let's use that as a sort of a lead into, um, you know, the mission for Extreme E. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, absolutely great to um, have the the quality of teams and drivers involved in the championship. And when you look at, you know, the greats of of uh, racing, people like Carla Sainz, people like Lewis Hamilton, Jensen Button, Nico Rosberg, um, McLaren, um, Chip Ganassi, Michael Andretti. Um, you know, there's some new names as well. And and I have to say, you know, the likes of um, Veloce, who are an esports um, uh, business that um, are probably one of the, the or they, they probably are the biggest esports um, organization for driving and for um, gamification of, of, of driving. And, you know, that's the new sort of thinking that we've got is we've tried to create a, a proposition which is repositioned, repositioned from a social way, but also repositioned from a format to to get a much, much younger audience. Um, and that, I think, is, it, you know, we, we call ourselves the sort of 2020 of, um, for those of you that you know cricket, it, the 2020 version of motorsports, short form for, for shorter attention spans, but also with the, the the brands from IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula One, um, uh, apt from DTM and Formula E, and um, you know World Rally and World Rallycross, so we we bring in a lot of these um, these household names, and we reposition it and reformat it in such a way where it 
can be consumed by um, a much, much younger and a much more diverse audience. I guess as well, um, with Extreme E, that, that hasn't been a shift. That has been something from the outset where, you know, doing things differently, um, being prepared to change, being ahead of the curve. And really that takes us on to, um, you know, a huge opportunity and a huge change that is coming for Extreme E. And that is the, the impending switch from all electric to hydrogen. Yeah, um, we, we couldn't be more excited. And I think, um, you know, hydrogen is, is we, we talk about e-mobility solutions and, you know, electric is, is definitely one format, but we believe that hydrogen is as well, uh, you know, as, as part of a, a portfolio of, of um, clean energy solutions for transport. And when you think about transport being, you know, anything from a third to sort of 30% of global emissions, it's super important that we find solutions that, that enable us to decarbonize. And what we want to do is we want to, um, and what we are doing, um, and what we're going to continue to do, and what we're going to accelerate, is using racing and the competition from racing to um, really um, innovate far quicker and accelerate the the adoption of um, new technology. And I think um, hydrogen is really interesting because um, it reminds me of my early days at Formula E when, I, I don't know if you remember, but when we started, we had two cars and one driver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and in the middle of the race, one driver got out of um, one car and jumped into another because the car couldn't last the race. And, you know, we always get asked um, about, um, you know, where would we be now if we hadn't started the, the, the racing series? Because within three years, we were able to get regeneration to, to a, a point. Um, I think it's late 90s, 98, 99% um, efficiency now in terms of regen. And we were also able to work with the, the likes of Lucid on, on battery technology and, and Williams Advanced Engineering to you know, create um, better um, energy density in the batteries. And so we didn't need the two cars, we could go to one car. And that's in my own lifetime in the last 10 years of, of how racing visibly for me, and, and you go back further, you've got you know, fuel injection, traction control, um, you know, carbon fiber, all have come from, from motorsport. So what we want to do is we really want to focus around hydrogen. And um, it was uh, amazing on, on Friday, I was, I was able to see um, our new car testing. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, it was, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful to watch. And, and this is, a, this is a, a chassis of a car driving around. So it, it, it doesn't have a, a racing silhouette and a, a, and a shape on yet. But, you know, the, the point is, is we're um, ahead of schedule um which is great um the testing's going incredibly well and this is with a um i would say a, 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 a um generation two extreme e-car um which has um this hydrogen fuel cell um uh, adaptation which um you know is incredibly exciting for us so um i couldn't be more excited and um you know what we're having to do is to get out to the world and, and let people know that we're we're moving hydrogen. We're our um, hydrogen series the, together with FIA, um, mm -hmm. and have the opportunity to be a world championship in in twenty twenty six. So, it's super super exciting in terms of the development. And and you know I know H twenty four is making some progress, but you know we really want to focus on being the first. Um, and uh, doing that from 2025. So, you know, the car, as I say, is testing now. We're gonna be doing more testing next year alongside Extreme E. Um, and, 
you know, gives gives fans the opportunity to see um, a new technology um, being tested, being developed by some of the best teams and drivers in the world. So next year, the the car will will run at um, extreme e events as as we get the transition between electric and into hydrogen. And Ali, as you point out as well, there, there is a path to to world championship status for for extreme e uh, for extreme hydrogen, um, which to me sort of says that this really does lock in with the FIA and its plans for sustainability and you know focusing on sustainable fuels um has this been a, a partnership from the start with the FIA the the hydrogen project yeah so um just to take you through it we, we we've we've always had a very very close relationship with FIA so um you know we started formally together um and really the, we, we couldn't have done this um without the FIA we've been an international series I think where we are is we see the the value um, from a closer relationship, um, you know, from developing the the, the technical roadmap, but also the safety roadmap. You know, the 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 perception of hydrogen, and I always laugh at this because everyone says education is in pieces, but every meeting I go to, people talk about the explosive nature of hydrogen and the Hindenburg. <laughs> so I think I think actually education systems um, doing incredibly well. But I think what we've got to do is we've got to um, develop a championship which um, shows that that hydrogen is possible, shows that it is safe and and excites people. Um, you know, if you excite people and you create passion, you create belief, we can build a whole industry out of this. And that's this sort of embryo of the ideas we're we're growing, we're developing, um, and we're going to accelerate this. And uh, that's what makes this so so exciting. And our and our racing format really suits um, uh, the hydrogen format. So um, you know we're 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 super excited. And and as I say, this isn't as risky as the uh, the past two championships we've developed from scratch. You know whether it's formally from 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 day one. This is a this is a evolution, um, not a revolution. And, um, uh, uh, you know, so so what it allows us is, is a lot more consistency in terms of moving forward. And um, we really like that. Another um, extreme E tenet is obviously equality. Um, just talk us through. Well, basically, from from the start, it, it has been a level playing field. This is this is female races, male races, basically racing against each other everybody can win everybody can lose the pressure is on them equally um how has that sort of progressed now into into season three and also just talk to us as well about for instance the the racing for all projects as well sort of taking that that quest for um equality beyond just the uh the men and the women in the in the driving seat yeah well I, I... I have to say we're we're absolutely passionate about this, and and you know, someone who's who's had a background in multitude of Olympic sports, football, rugby, um, you know, when I when I got into motorsport, I've always thought the big opportunity of motorsport is the equality of opportunity because men and women can drive cars and and drive cars equally as well. Um, the challenge I think we've had is we haven't inspired enough young girls mm -hmm. to um, to get involved in motorsport, and so what happens is you're you're really targeting 50% of the population and our view is why not target 100% of the population you know sponsors car manufacturers they all want to be in a, a situation where that they're targeting as big an uh, uh, audience as, as as possible and and the female voice is 
as strong, if not stronger than the male voice in, in a lot of these purchases. So um, what, what we've done here is we've created a, a format, um, which is which is almost like a, a tag team. So, you know, you have one car, you have two drivers. Each of the drivers has equal amount of time in, 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 in the car. So we switch halfway through. And if the man starts the first race, and then the woman um, does the second lap. Then for the for the next round of racing, it's reversed, and, and so on. So teams work out who's going to be in the final. Do they want their male driver or their female driver? But what I what I really like about it is it's super fair, and um, it means that that we have men and women on the top podium, we have men and women on the bottom podium, and it's just like life. You know, it, it's. I just think it's normal and the paddock is the paddock is so much so much nicer it's just it's just really really normal and and what i love to see is the improvement in the female drivers and, yeah. and i think that's down to, to two things you know when we started there was quite a differential between the, the the male drivers and the female drivers that's reduced very very quickly and in some sectors the women are beating the men um which i think i think is real progress and that's because we've given um, female drivers access to um, to cars and high performance vehicles and, and and a series that that has equality at its heart. And the second thing is their teammates. When you've got Carlos Sainz or Sebastian Loeb or Christofferson as your teammate, they can't win if you're not performing. So they spend a lot of time coaching, training, developing um, their female teammates. And that's just wonderful um and as i say we're getting progress we're getting improvements um and you know i, I think our female drivers work so bloody hard mm -hmm. and they are getting out into the community they're um they're, they're they're doing huge number of community engagements and inspiring that next generation of girls to dream about being a, a driver and you know, I think that's where it's going to come from is, you know, you know, the cream will come to the top and, and it's, a, it's a volume game. So the more more drivers we get in at the bottom, the better drivers we're going to have at the, the, the pinnacle of the sport. So I think that's been um, incredible from our point of view and something that we, we feel absolutely pa passionate about. Um, the second aspect to your question was uh, racing for all. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really about um, Lewis Hamilton and the Hamilton Commission did a, 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 a big reports um into diversity um, across motorsport and you know i think he's been driving for 20 25 years now and there's just a lack of black and asian and and and, and um people of color within motorsports and what we wanted to do is we wanted to use that information to see how we can make a difference and and to create real um opportunity within motorsport and so we've created a scheme called racing for all mm. um which is about bringing people with you know less than nine months experience into the sport we've only got five engineers and mechanics so to have an extra pair of hands is a huge advantage the teams are are really incentivized to get involved in the scheme and what we're doing is we're bringing and we're changing the paddock and you know you're you're, you're seeing you know female mechanics and female um engineers and the teams are buying into it and and i i what, what i love about it is we're starting people's careers here and in 20 years time you know, hopefully they're they're running McLaren or running um, Mercedes or or running um, Ganassi Racing. You know that that's kind of where we would like to get to. But you know, it starts with with um, making a difference, and we've decided to, to to make a difference in our series. Now we've got to build that up, and we've we've got to help support pathways. But I think the mm -hmm. point here is ourselves and our teams. 
um, have massive ambition to um, to give access um, and to give access to all um, and to do that in a very tangible way. Um, so it's not about talking about it, it's about doing it and it's about showing it and then it's about sharing these sort of experiences. And a part of that pathway comes from having um, you know, the, these incredible um, uh, uh, individuals coming back into their, their communities and talking about the experiences, talking that it's possible, that they can can get there, they can work in motorsport, and that it's not something that you've, you know, from a UK point of view, that you've got to live in sort of the, the, the Oxfordshire Formula One yeah. Valley. You know, you, you can come from, um, you know, Elgin in Scotland or um, uh, Iona on the on the west coast of Scotland or, you know, Penrith or Norfolk or East London. You know, it, 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 it's it's about making sure that people understand that, that it's accessible. And I think that's always been Extreme E and Formula E is, is being part of the solution, you know, recognising the problem, but being part of the solution. And I think that also goes to uh, the legacy programs that um, Extreme he, e has started. One thing I was surprised, but in a good way about, was seeing how venues that are no longer, for instance, on, on the schedule are still being supported in the in the legacy program. Um, I saw that there was, you know, further um, further legacy program activations, for instance, around Greenland. I mean, is is that something that is absolutely core to to extreme? The making a difference on on a bigger picture scale. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you know we designed the series um, with with a view of how do we create a sport with the lowest possible carbon footprint ourselves. So it's electric. It's charged using hydrogen fuel cells. Um, the only byproduct is deionized water. Um, we're moving more and more of the paddock, and 100% of the paddock next year will be running off um, hydrogen. Um, so, you know, it'll it'll be a zero emissions paddock as well as zero emissions racing. Um, and that that for us is um, you know incredible to sort of design, develop, and and um, roll out. And and you know what we felt was really important that is each location that we go to we um ensure that we've got a, a lasting legacy with the people that live there and so it's about using the scientific committee to really understand what is the what is the climate issue you know where where um where is it desertification deforestation melting ice caps rising sea levels what's causing it you know and and what can we do about it so it, we try to be optimistic in terms of what can be done, um, uh, whether that's, um, you know, from a technology um, uh, focus and uh, or, 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 or pure innovation and working together and collaboration. But, you know, going back to Greenland is a really important part. And I'm glad you picked that, that, that one out because, you know, the ice cap hasn't stopped melting mm -hmm. and we go back every year. Um, we go back with drivers, we go back with scientists. We go back with the film crew and what it enables us to do is have a, a continuity of message so we can talk about what's going on we can show it through first-hand athlete eyes um and it's pretty dramatic what's what's going on in greenland and how it's changing people's lives there and um you know these are the people that are you know very very small populations um, um disparate populations that are that are sort of pockets along the coast and uh, ultimately, they suffer from isolation because, you know, when the ice melts, they can't get from A to B because there is no roads. Um, so actually, the, the 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 freezing of the tundra, so to speak, is super important for them to, um, you know, get on the motorway with their dog sleds and go from A to B uh, villages. 
so so there's a huge instance of alcoholism um uh, uh high rate of suicide and uh, you know a lot of domestic challenges that come from this this isolation that they're feeling because ultimately the 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 freezing in in the north has gone from 10 months a year to eight months a year and that that is that is massive for people so what we're able to do is 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 to put context on that story um and connect it with what we're doing and what we're trying to do in terms of accelerating the the adoption of of e-mobility solutions um and giving people a reason and that's the point you've got to push passion points um you know to, for people to change behavior you have to inspire them and we believe that sport is super important for 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 that inspiration so we go back every year we go back to senegal we go to the amazon we go to greenland and we go back to the projects and the communities that we've been in and um, we tell their stories and we retell their stories and we, we talk about the, the, the differences that they've had. So it's so much more than just racing. Case in point then, um, Chile this weekend, spectacular um, location, the Atacama Desert, but also um, to your point, um, giving it meaning and giving it relevance, the copper mines, were basically the, the 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 dirty old men of Chile in the past. They are not only cleaning up their act, but we're beginning to see, you know, how they will sort of fit into the sustainable future. I, I assume that was absolutely paramount to your decision to 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 where you are racing this weekend. Yeah, I I, I think this is a there's a massive opportunity with with extreme. We we don't have to go to a track. So what that allows us to do is to democratize racing. So we can go. Um, to some of these spectacular locations that you probably only see in National Geographic, um, and we're able to tell stories. And the story we've, you know, the main story, and we call it the Copper X Pre. And, and the reason we do is because, you know, for us to to decarbonize and, and move to to electric vehicles, we need a lot of precious metals, which means that we need mining. Mining is part of the solution. And I don't think mining's done a particularly good job in the past in terms of presenting itself. So what we talk about is what is happening um, in, in terms of the mining industry? How is the mining industry becoming more sustainable? Um, and our host is doing an incredible job in terms of decarbonizing mining, which is not an easy um, area to get in. And, and the view is, is at some point in the future, there'll be a value add for, 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 for the mining sector where um it, it's more sustainable and that's what we're looking at is how how can mining be more sustainable how can the technology that, that 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 we use in in our race cars how can that be exported into the mining trucks and what can they do from a from a electrification the use of hydrogen the use of autonomous vehicles it, it again it, it it they're moving incredibly quick and um that's good news for us because um you know we we really need these precious metals so looking at 2024 then, as you pointed out, it's a transitional year. Um, it's it's the last all electric season before we go into um, hydrogen in, in 2025. Um, what is the what is the calendar looking like? And obviously yeah, this is a leading question for uh, for yeah. North American fans saying when are we getting extreme? Yeah, yeah. And and we'll, we're we're very close to making an announcement, so I I couldn't possibly um, uh, ruin that by by announcing it today. But it's super exciting, and and I think what you're going to see is a lot more buzz around hydrogen. So as I say, the car is working now. Um, so we're testing the car to around about March, and there'll be opportunities for the teams to do tests alongside Extreme E. 
So what that means is we will have um, an integration of of H um, into the into the championship at the end of the year, and and that I think will give um, a test bed for everyone. So um, we are working on some incredibly interesting um, uh, uh, collaborations, and um, you know I, I I would say watch this space with with a huge amount of interest. The formats aren't going to change. We're, we're we're still very much looking at, um, uh, um, it, you know, some of the, the the most incredible locations on the planet, um, but we've also um, got to focus on on making sure that we're ready for for twenty twenty five in terms of um, the first hydrogen season. So, it, it's about getting that sort of balance between the the, the two. Um, the the cars themselves are being made uh, just south of Paris. Mm -hmm. um, the fuel cell comes from Lyon, um, so. You know what we've got to do is just make sure that we've got one eye on the on the technology and make sure that we're we're ready to go and and entertain people from the beginning of twenty five. One thing that has come up a couple of times this week is the 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 opportunities, the the challenges, the the fears of of AI. Um, Extreme E, you're not scared of doing stuff or <laughs> introducing stuff. I mean that's been that's been proven from the start. So um, just give us your take on AI and, and how that may, you know, become part of um, Extreme E. Well, I, I don't know if you remember, but we we launched a, a sort of uh, together with um, Robo Race, a totally autonomous racing series alongside uh, Formula E. So, so AI is not something that's new to us at all. Um, I think where we're going as an organization, we're, we're looking at the broadcast uh, potential from AI and how that can help us because you know, there's so many elements to that. The moment, um, you know, we have a director and that director decides which battle he shows um, on TV. Um, and yet there's, you know, over 35 cameras that 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 are that are uh, filming at any one time. So there's a multitude of different stories. So what AI allows us to do is to, um, to give more information, um, to improve, to continually improve. And actually, uh, at some point in the future, you could have an AI um, robot director, and, and we're using a, a guy called Westbury Gillette. But um, um, you know, I, I think his job will be under threat in the future because I think the 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 data and in real time um, data crunching will allow us to really understand where the, where the fights are on the track. Um, um, and also, I think what it allows us to do is to um, be more dynamic with um, the consumer and allow the consumer to um, uh, to choose their own, um, let's say, direction of, of the championship. So what we're looking at is how do we bespoke this in such a way where um, we really embrace the technology. It allows us to have a short, a smaller footprint on site, which lowers our, our carbon footprint. It's cheaper in terms of long term because we don't need as many people. Um, but I think what it should give us is, a, is it actually a much, much better product. And that's why we're so excited. And, and I think it's in our DNA to um, to try technology first, to be an innovator um, and to lead the industry. Um, you know, we're after a much younger audience and and, and I think that, that that that's helped with this. Well, Ali, I see the uh, the grown-ups have reappeared. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, they, I, I they think startled, our slot is our They startled me as well. <laughs> but yeah, fascinating as ever. Thank you very much and uh, continue your journey to Chile. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you so much for having me, all of you. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you all tune in for the Extreme E finale. Um, two races, one on Saturday 
and one on Sunday. And as we say, we've got five five of the ten teams are in with a shout. So it's it's gold dust to me in terms of having a championship go down to the final weekend. So um, super super excited by that. And you know, it's um, you know some some big names in there. Thank, thank you, Ellie. Safe travel and all the best for for this weekend. Thank you very much. We can. Registering on ePartrade is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.